Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. This is a fun day in the studio. We, we talk are- terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> the fun day today. Brian. This is Loopy Brian. He didn't go to bed till 2 a.m., so he True. just keeps doing True. things like that. No, it's a really fun day for two reasons. One, a very good friend of mine is in the studio right now. She also happens to be Brian's kid's principal at Wheaton Academy. Principal... Corey Hockett, thanks for being here with us today. Absolutely. This is so fun. Mm-hmm. So worlds fun. collide. I know. That's actually true. And it sort of feels, I mean, I was about to say, it sort of feels like an interview. It is an interview, the way that we're facing Corey. Right. So, Corey, thanks so much for coming into the studio today. We love having you. Absolutely. All right. Big picture. Uh, why don't you just start by telling us about Wheaton Academy? Yeah. So, Wheaton Academy is... 170 years old mm-hmm. uh, on December 14th, which go figure that was the first day of classes 170 years ago. What we can only think is that that planting season or harvest was over oh, and then sure. it was oh, time for school. But, yeah, wow. um, but it was really cool. The founders actually wanted to start a school to equip kids to combat the evils of society. Mm. And at that time, it was slavery. Mm. And so fast forward 170 years, and that's really at the essence and the heart of what we want to do today. We want kids to love Jesus. Mm. And because they love Jesus, they are doing his work and they Mm. are building his kingdom and, you know, going out and and standing up for what is right Mm -hmm. um even just i think for our kids to understand like there is right Mm -hmm. there is truth Mm -hmm. there is right and wrong Mm -hmm. and and they to give them the courage to be people who can say this is this is what's right and this is why yeah so that's amazing as aubrey said i i'm a big fan i have two kids who are hopefully you know, studying right now. I mean, the principal's or right doing here, right? Well, maybe because the principal is here, they're off to. I don't know. Uh, but big fan of Wheaton Academy. We so. also need to say our executive producer, Laura Finch, also is graduate. a Wheaton Academy graduate. Yep, so yep, she's yep. one of my fun. students. There you go. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, and you know, Aubrey, we've talked about this a million times on the show that a lot of people are trying to get their kids away from things in school right now. Mm-hmm. We chose to go to Wheaton Academy more for what it offered our kids. It wasn't. I had a kid, my other daughter graduated from the public school, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then, so I think there's a lot of that going on. So we could talk about that till we're blue in the face, yeah. but you've got a passion. I you've do. got a passion about social media. Mm. I've heard even from my own children that you've talked about this in chapel and other things. And as a parent, I appreciate that. Like yeah. our kids are entirely on their phones too much and there's a lot of craziness about social totally. media. So let's back up and go. Why are you passionate about it? What is it about social media and kids? Well, I love what you said. And I think um, the essence of what are we for mm-hmm. as Christians and how 
um, in an educational institution, you know, we talk about heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm -hmm. And how are we building into kids and putting things into their lives that then they will draw on. And obviously there's tons in our world that we all need to stay away from. But to your point, like how do we build up so that, so that kids are so rooted and it's interesting. You know, I, I have my phone, I have social media and um, as I am, as I am getting older and realizing like, whoa, I I might be culturally losing touch with these teens. So I do what any good Gen Xer would do. I read about them, (laughs) even though I, even though I see them every day. But, um, but I think just as our country grapples with, you know, hearing people talk about a mental health crisis Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there've been lots of reasons for that, but hearing, you know, in ways that are crazy, how, even just 10, 15 years ago, you weren't hearing about suicide rates. You weren't hearing about things. And so I think then Mm -hmm. we have to ask ourselves, okay, what, what has changed? Yeah. People are people, you know, God says there's nothing new under the sun Mm. and yet something has accelerated. And Mm. I just, I think a lot about, um, C.S. Lewis and the screw tape letters mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the little command to to the demon of like, if you can distract people, yeah, you can completely derail them. Wow. And so now I've wow. been thinking like, oh, that blue light, mm-hmm. that little blue light that yes. we all kind of are distracted yeah. by. Yeah. And and so. Mm. I was originally like, hey, you know, kids need to be, we all need to just treat this like adults. We do, you know, adults use this as a tool. Yes. And, yeah. and that's true. But just what is bombarded um, mm. in their minds mm. for people who as like we as adults struggle with things like comparison. That's right. Yeah. We as adults struggle with things like discontent yeah. or wrestling with where is your identity nested yeah. in. And we've potentially been walking with the Lord for decades. Right. Right. And yet for these students, Mm. they don't have the roots Mm -hmm. and yet they're being confronted with information and Mm -hmm. things that I think are beyond their little, you know, Mm -hmm. software systems can handle. And I've just become super convicted and the impact it's having on young girls. Mm -hmm. Um, Just some of the data that's out there of, impact of like on mental health. And there's just nothing that shows that people are happier when they're on their screen. That's true. There's absolutely nothing, you know, and there is no other side like, no, wait, there's all these people with this research over here. There isn't. And it's like bizarre. The, I'm not a statistics person, but like the factors by which being on your screen increase things like depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety and Mm -hmm. unhappiness Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And, Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a hard dilemma for parents. Yes. You guys are both parents because there's this narrative out there that if you aren't on it, you are behind. Totally. You are missing out. Totally. And you are not going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's weirdly the reverse. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I think it's weirdly, you know, kids are like, but I won't know. And yet the knowing can be just brutal. Mm. Um, when, when I sit there or when a kid sits there and sees, oh, I wasn't invited to this or I'm not included or, and that's just the like benign stuff. That's not, 
the bullying. That's not anonymous yeah. stuff. That yeah. I mean, we all know none yeah. of us are our best yeah. selves behind a screen or an email. And and so I just have really become passionate with our students. Uh, had an opportunity to challenge them of like, would you consider reducing your time on your screen to like two hours a day? Mm. <laughs> because the average is wow. like eight. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it's just constant. You know, it with your yeah, kids, it's, it's just teenagers. constantly yeah. on. And like I, I read this book um, by Jean Twenge. And she's done a ton of research. Her most recent book is called Generations. But like the information, kids are not spending more time on homework than they did when we were kids. Yeah. They don't have after school jobs like they did when they were kids. So you think to when we were kids, what was that time from like Mm -hmm. three till when you went to bed? Yeah. And now it's being consumed with being on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. And kids keep their phones in their rooms at night. And so, yeah, like scarily the average is like eight hours a day whoa that's so like average yeah so you know and yeah. and what is it it's oh they're watching you know tiktok or oh i saw Snap- a I mean, you know. the other day we talked about it on the show the number of notifications oh. that our kids get what was is it? it oh it was in the thousands a no. day remember they said that for some kids on the high end of the spectrum it was like 30,000 notifications so it's not only what am i looking at but it's just like boom 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 and you're uh. just you can't live that way it's crazy Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, as always, joined by my co-host, Brian Fromm. If you missed our last conversation, we are continuing it with principal of Wheaton Academy, Corey Hockett. She's a good friend of mine. She's the principal of Brian's Two of kids. my children. So she, she is responsible power in for her my children. Right now. You better do some groveling. I, I like handed them off. You need to give Corey some Starbucks, <laughs> some things like that. We've been talking with Corey about uh, really social media's impacts on the next generation, and I, I'd love to hear from you, Corey, can you, like the things we're talking about, right? The suicide rate, the anxiety rate, the depression, the not being able to pay attention, like the way the minds and souls are changing because of social media. You've been in uh, education for almost 25 years. Have you actually seen that difference? Mm. And what does it look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think what's interesting is um, what we're learning is that for every social media app or for every place you have a login, kids are curating an identity Mm. around that. And so for some of them, they are maintaining like seven different identities. And what's fascinating is then when they're not on their phones, they don't know who they are. They don't know what does it look like to Mm. be a real person in real time, Mm. in real space and having a real conversation. Mm. Uh, And it's it's fascinating things that you used to assume. Um, Mm. I mean, when we were kids, right? There was no option if you were dating somebody and you wanted to break up. Yeah. You had to have the her- courage to have that hard <laughs> yeah. conversation. The number of times it's like you hear that happens on text message oh. or um, there's a hilarious situation. A bit of a while ago, I saw a hubbub in our main lobby and I was like, what happened? And this kid was like, I just broke up with my girlfriend. And I was like, in 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 the lobby? And he was like, well, I, I knew I wasn't supposed to text her. And I was like, okay, yes, that was yeah, yes. Point, points for that. Right. But maybe, maybe not points for like in front of all of your friends. And, and, you know, we I laugh at some of those moments. But like, 
really those things that we used to have to learn how to do. Mm. Kids don't have to learn how to do. They don't have to know how to figure out where they are because Mm. their phone can always tell them. They don't have to, you know, figure out. I mean, even when they come and pick somebody up, people are saying now, hey, I'm here. I just Mm. did it as opposed to. You know, again, when we were kids, you had to open a door and talk to an adult yeah. and say what you wanted. Right. You had to say, right. hey, can right. so-and-so yep. come out and hang out yep. with me? And yep. none of us realize, but those are like skills. Wow. And and it's a, a level of problem solving that mm. you don't have to have in the same way. Mm. And I think, you know, phones are not evil in and of sure. themselves. Sure. So there's connection, all of those things. But you look at like loneliness and you look at the impact and it's just, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we've really challenged our students to limit their time. Um, go outside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. exercise, yes. hang out with a friend. Uh, it's interesting. Like, again, I would, if you're interested in kids in this generation's book, this group of students has been the safest generation of all time. So their number of emergency room visits is at the lowest no of the last like no five generations. And that's They're exactly what she says. They're not leaving the house. That's, and, and that's exactly wow. what she says. And it would be interesting. You guys have kids, but like wow. when they get together with their friends, wow. they sit on their phones. Yeah, it's true. In a room. Mm. It's true. They they aren't doing. Yeah. And, and so it's like, how do we break them mm. from that? How do we put them down? How do we... Um, Get them a regular yeah. old funny alarm clock mm-hmm. yeah. so that their phone isn't in their room yeah. when yeah. they go to bed and they're not, you know, disrupted. You mentioned that notifications. It's like yeah. it is an addiction. Yeah, you get so, the notification sure. and you and you look at it. Yeah. We as adults do it. Totally. Yeah. You know, totally. and so mm-hmm. you gave some good like uh, practical tips there. But let's let's make it more difficult for the parents out there. Like, what should they do? <laughs> yeah, because I think we all know this, but then it's really hard to tell your 15, 16 year old mom and dad are taking your phone. Yeah. Or, hey, you can't. Yeah. We all know that oftentimes then they're like, give me my phone more or right. I want to do more. So what is uh, what is two or three things, one or two things you tell parents out there? Start here. Do this. Try this. Yeah, I think the first thing I would just encourage parents is to have courage Mm -hmm. to parent Mm -hmm. Um, because we all know that we wouldn't let our kids or even we wouldn't ourselves look at things that are inappropriate or are impure. And yet by giving them unfettered access to their phones and to the Internet, what they see, what they read, what they hear. Probably some of us didn't see here right. or read that until That's we right. were 25. That's true. And so I think at a minimum, that idea of every login you have, I have, mm-hmm. and I'm checking, like the notion of privacy mm-hmm. for your kid to me is a goofy one yeah. because most of us don't need to keep things private yeah. that are good. Right. And so I think that mm-hmm. knowing where your kids are online, having all of those logins, I think, again, getting them a regular old alarm clock mm-hmm. and taking the phone away so they sleep yeah. um, so that there's not the blue light in the the yeah. place where they sleep. Yeah. I think that's significant. Yeah. Um, I think having just boundaries as a family. Hey, we're not going to have phones at dinner. Mm-hmm. And And I think the last thing is... And I hear this from kids, like, what are we as adults modeling? Do they see us jumping to our phones 
when they want to have a conversation. So in their minds, it's like, oh, well, that's what adults do. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, when I'm bored, most of us immediately go to our phones. Yeah, totally. And kids are watching that. And so I just I think it takes a lot of courage. I Mm -hmm. think. You know, Satan is doing a great job Mm -hmm. deceiving all of us that that is a full and abundant life. And I don't think that it is. I think the hardest thing you said there was, in the end, the best thing we as parents can do is to model. Like, I walked into our house, this was like a year ago. yeah. And I was like, oh, I hate that my kids are just on their phones right now. We're all in the same room and everyone's on their phone. And then I looked and I was on my phone. My wife was like, it was like, oh, You're like, we, oh wait, we're all we're doing it. We're doing it too. Right now. And so if parents won't own this in their own life. How can you expect the sure. kids to? Yeah. Corey, we have just a couple minutes left. But one of the questions we like to ask our guests is what they're hopeful about. So as you think about this next generation, obviously so much pain and heartache in ways we as parents need to do better. What do you see that's good and hopeful? It's interesting because I get asked this question a lot and I have to navigate and hear about what's happening in culture and in our world. And I think the thing I would say to people is go spend time with kids who are 14 to 18 Mm -hmm. because their ideas, their questions, their heart for other people. It's such an encouragement. And I think a lot of times we as adults think, okay. What what do I fix that's wrong with yeah. society now yeah. as opposed to how do I invest mm. in the people who are going to make it different moving forward? Wow. And so I, it's a blessing that every day I get to go and spend time with 14 to 18 year olds because I watch them serve. I watch mm. their heart. I hear their ideas. I see the things that they're involved in and they they want to love people. Mm-hmm. They want to make a difference. They Mm -hmm. want to do good things. And so to me, for people who are like, what, what can I do to make the world a better place? I would say invest in somebody who's 14 to 18, because that's, that's where the change will happen. I think. Corey, where can our people find and follow you? Where can they find out more about Wheaton Academy? Um, Yeah. So WheatonAcademy.org is our website. Um, We are so excited at the opportunity to have kids come and experience a Christian education. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, they don't let me on the admissions committee because (laughs) I would want everybody to come to our school. It's like odd. It's like the worst thing about me. I want everybody there. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah. WheatonAcademy.org, and I'm uh, Hockett Corey at, you know, on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Isaac Corey, thanks so much for being here with us Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So good. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.